Hello everyone, it's me, Shuwemimo Daniel, and I present to you the atmosphere brought to you by the Pond Collective. Yes, I'm sure you're used to KD, yeah, KD Otara, but KD has been a bit under the weather, so I'm taking this place for today and yeah, trust me, it's going to be fun. So yeah, I have a very special guest, yeah, I've... I've read a lot of, about this guy from when I was in secondary school. And yeah, he's here. And I present to you Uluwoli Omofemi. Good evening, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so happy because we reached out to you like in, in a very short time and you responded and you were very, very awesome to speak with. Like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I don't even know what to say. So how was the trip? How was the trip? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And I'm happy to be with you guys this night. So yeah. I think it's a great uh, privilege for me to be among you guys. I've seen some of these amazing things that yeah. you guys have been so I give you. And the traffic. I yeah. know you're not used to Lagos traffic. I'm not used to Lagos. I yeah. live in Ibadan. Only come to Lagos for business. So. And the heat. <laughs> yeah. So, firstly, I've I I read a lot about you. Like when when I'm still a young artist, I'm still emerging. When I started emerging, like coming out, and I started doing drawings, and one thing, one 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 artist I used to look at then was Akinola Ebenezer, and. When I I I I I checked how it worked, I I checked how he explored the use of oil medium, the techniques he used, like the exhibitions he did, and I was a huge fan of. I am still a huge huge fan of Akinola. And over the years, I I I saw you did like a training under him, and I really want to know how was Mister Akinola Ebenezer affected. You as an artist, your growth as an artist. <clears throat> uh, thank you very much for this uh, question. You're welcome. Uh, before I met uh, Mr. Akinola Ebenezer, yeah. I once had a studio along the road uh, in Ibadan, yeah. where I normally display some of my artistic work. So at the point, I went to one of my uh, my artist friend in Badon. So I saw a catalog of uh, Mr. Kenley Beniza in his place, and I was just like, "Wow, who is this wizard? Who is this artist? <laughs> I would like to meet him." You know. So fortunately, two weeks later, Mr. Beniza came and visited this guy, and I was just like, "Oh, this is." The opportunity that I've been waiting for. This is the person I want to meet because each time I see his painting, I always have this kind of feeling of you know, uh, like a kind of European style of painting, which is yes. totally different yes. from you know what I personally am used to. So I, I took that opportunity. I went to his place. I was just like, oh, uh, I like what you're doing, and I would like to know more from this. So he took me in started going to his place, you know, got the influence from him as yeah. well. So uh, at a point, I was trying to look for my voice. Yeah. 
I was trying to look for searching within myself, looking for the true, uh, the true me. So I said to myself, I want anytime they call Ebenezer Akiola, I always want him to stand alone. And when they call Wolomofem, I want to stand also in my lane. But I got the influence from him as well and other artists as well. So that was how the whole thing started. So I started looking in within myself, mm -hmm. looking for my true identity, looking for my true calling of being an artist. You know? So these are part of the things that helped me to shape me to who I am today. Mm -hmm. So just really, really long journey. Can you care to share how how you grew up like you growing up? Not even you being an artist, like your bringing up, your family, <clears throat> your school, well, vacation. Well, uh, growing up in Ibadan, in the interior part of Ibadan, yeah. is uh, really challenging for any child or daughter raised in that kind of environment. I grew up with my grandfather. You know, it was my grandfather who took me in when my mom didn't even care about what I was doing. My father was just out there. So my grandfather was the one who helped me to become who I am today. And growing up in Ibadan was, you know, was, I didn't really enjoy this. Uh, should I say kind of parental love or, you know, this care, care from the family. Because I was just like, it was just me alone. My mom was trying, my dad was also far away, but it was just my grandfather that was trying to make sure that things were actually working right with me. So for me then, because of the kind of love and the passion that I have for art, I had to go through a lot of things just to raise money, to buy drawing boards, sketch pad, mm -hmm. pencil. And I, if I could recall, I work most of this time at restaurants working for people. Wow. I also work at the car wash, you know, just to raise some little, little cash. And I told them most of the money that my mom usually gives me when I'm going to school, I think they usually give me 20 naira then. So I save from that 20 naira, like 10 naira from it, just to mm -hmm. save and get some myself, pencil, sketch pad, some of these things, just to pursue my artistic career. So it was really, really, really challenging and difficult for me growing up in the interior part of Ibadan, because when I started with all these things, none of my family members were, not even most of my friends, family members were just like, ah, this guy, you're just wasting your time. You are doing the wrong thing. Mm. And there's this thing that they normally say in Yoruba that Oluya, you don't have like Oluya means, normally it's, Oluya is used for a kind of photographer. photographer yeah. But they say Oluya, like it kind of abuse, like Oluya, <laughs> so but you know, all these things they were throwing at me, I never for once allowed all this talk, you know, to put me down, you know, to, you know, to distract me. Mm. Because I remember some of the things I was telling myself when I was young. I said, no matter what, I'm not going to work on it. I'm not going to work for anybody in life. I'm just going to work for myself. Mm. And these are some of the things that really helped me mm. to become what I am today. Mm. And 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 I I think I can relate because because growing up I grew up from a privileged family like my father was there everything was there like my father wanted me to be an engineer but he was still putting things in place 
for you get for me to like explore and and you know having that privilege how how i know i can feel feel about how feel the euphoria like you saving money and buying things buying um sketch pads art materials from the little you have and me because i know it was it was at like once i say yeah, that i want this get i have it but how was it saving and you now drawing how was the feeling like like you seeing your drawing seeing something come out from your savings your little savings uh, uh, there's what i personally call a definition of purpose uh, i said to myself from the beginning that i was going to be an artist that no matter what it takes if i had the opportunity to come to this world hundred times, <laughs> I will always remain an artist. That's just for me because uh, a lot of people call it pride, ego, but I call it, for me, it's just like uh, value, respect for someone like me. And uh, saving money, because already I already had that determination, the, uh, the desire to be and you know my from uh from my tender age mm -hmm. uh the vision is so clear to me i knew from the beginning what i want not i never allowed situation or circumstances to change me i knew even when things were very difficult for me that i find it difficult to even feed myself like things were very rough that i had to like beg for food those all kind of things people offering me work come and work for me you know i do little little things just like work at the car wash at the restaurant help even them to wash plate and some of this just to raise money and continue with my artistic career so i never allow some of other things to discourage me and distract me but what i said to myself then was that i don't just want to be an ordinary artist I want to be one of the richest artists, not only in Nigeria, in Africa. I want to have money. I want to live a good life and I'm going to make a good living from this art. Those are the things that I said to myself years ago. And to God be the glory. Yeah. God has been faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I want to, there's this question I've always wanted to ask. And, and personally, I ask artists I meet both we emerging emerging artists like me and who build artists that I, I get the privilege to meet. I like asking them what's their work process like. So what's your work creative process like? Your thought process? How do you begin your work? Well uh for me the first thing I do as an artist mm -hmm is to first have a kind of idea of what I want. That is the most important thing to me. Have, I need to first conceive the idea that this is what I want to paint. Mm -hmm. Then after doing that, I try to look for a model that I personally believe that can interpret what I have in mind. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of friends around me. Some of my models are my friends, uh, people in my studio, people in my neighborhood, people I grew up with. Mm. So the first thing I do is just to get the idea 
and I look for people that can help me interpret it in a way that I want. So from there, I'll go, you know, go to my neighborhood, try to hang out with some of these people, try to see them, and in our conversation, yeah, I might pick that. Oh, this person can actually give me the character, you know, the character or yeah. the kind of mood or the kind of feeling that I want my painting to look like. So from there. I will invite them to my studio, talk to them about what I want to do. Mm. I take probably hundreds of pictures, you know, in, from different angles. Do you use, do you use the DSLR camera? Yeah, I have a camera. Okay. I use the camera to take a picture. And one of the most important things to me as an artist is not about how beautiful the works looks or how detailed for me. It's basically as an artist is to capture the essence of every of my subject, which is one of it. So if I'm able to register that, I think for me, I'm done. Mm. So which is one of the most important thing in every of my painting, capturing the essence of my subject. So after taking the pictures and you know having all this picture, then I will now sit down carefully and select the best that I think that resonates with what I have in mind. Yeah. And you know, and I'll start drawing start building up a story from there, from what probably, and some of my stories are mainly my personal experience. And also some of the stories that probably events that happen to people that are very close to me yeah. or my family experience. So basically some of my stories are basically things that as you know, actually evolve around mm -hmm. me. Environment. Yes, my yeah. environment. So, that is it. That's that's beautiful. And I know your your primary medium is oil paints. Like I love your oil works. Like I so much love it. And um your works have somehow evolved. It has it has it has it has grown and and when I mean grown, you've gone further, you've gone you've gone more bolder in terms of experimentation. Can can do you care to share more of that in terms of experimentation? Well, uh, <clears throat> for me as an artist, uh, I'm this kind who always want to try something new. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to try something new. Either I fail or I succeed. I always want to try something new. And whatever I try, I always want my truth to be revealed in that. Mm. And for me, like I tell people, you can't really define if uh, you can't really you can't really differentiate if an artwork is good or bad. Yeah. Every artwork is good. It's just you know a kind of perception. In art, you have people who paint realism, hyperrealism. They are fantastic painting, mm -hmm. painters. You have people who lay impressions. So they are also fun. So it's mm -hmm. just a kind of interpretation, and people interpret things differently. Now I'm with some of my friends and seeing hyperrealism. We just wow, these guys are amazing. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go back to Ibadan yeah. and start painting realism. Yeah. That is not for me. It's good. I love it. But for someone like me, it does not really interest me. But I love it when I say, ah, wow. So that is, you know, so as an artist, everyone must, you know, understand their language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you must understand 
where your language that you're speaking. Like Yoruba now, nobody can, you know, cheat me when someone is speaking yeah. Yoruba to me. But if you are speaking one Chinese language now, <laughs> I find it very difficult to even yeah. interpret and yeah. even but as far as you are speaking Yoruba, which I understand very well, you yeah. can't cheat me, you can't rob me with it now. But if you are speaking Chinese or speaking English now, <laughs> I'm putting one big grammar now, I might start to like, oh, probably bring out my phone to start reading. So I think for every artist, you must understand your language. And when you understand it, you can interpret it perfectly. For me, I think one of the things that helped me is that I understood and I know what I want to do. Mm. So that is just, these are some of the things that has really helped me. Beautiful, beautiful. And I, I, I have this notion that in as much as a lot of people might be self-taught, we all draw influences from people. Yeah, we all, it might be um, um, an author, it might be, it might even be a lady that hooks. We draw inspirations. Different happenings affect our works. And um, we as artists, I feel we are very different from the other people. Why we've grown, we know that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I have to do it like this and and in a specific way. And we have to tell our truth. You know, I, I have to have something to say. Get. Even if you want to paint for fun, even a lot of artists don't really have a strong narrative to their works. But they have or they always have something to say. And collectively, everything is built by influences. What can you say is your greatest influence? Uh, well, works. In your, it might be in your studio practice too. Well, uh, I think some of you know one of these questions uh, was asked when I was in London for my first solo <laughs> exhibition with signatures, and this uh, white man came to me, and he said, "Hey, I want to ask a question." I said, "Go on." He said, "Why do you paint black people?" And I said, because I live in a black community and I grow, <laughs> every of my family are black people. So yeah. what do you expect me to paint? What do you expect me to paint? That I live in a black community and I grew up with them. And these are the people that helped me to become who I am. Mm -hmm. At the point, another person asked, he said, uh, he said, you, most of your paintings are basically about women here, here fashion and stuff like that. And I said to them, I said, for me, there is this symbolic uh, meaning that for me personally, that I connected with, that I connect with the hair, which signifies a kind of antenna that connects mm -hmm. the blacks to the spiritual realm. I said, wow. I said, yeah. I said, have you ever, I said, if you as a white man, and I bring out, I, you know, put, one of my friends very close to you now, and I bring out a comb now yeah. for you guys to comb your hair. Mm -hmm. I said, no matter how you, this white man combs your hair, it will always fall down. Yes. That a black man, it will, so that's for me, mm -hmm. we believe in the Yoruba that every information, every good things come from Oron, which is the heaven. Yes, heaven. So and if anything is coming from the heaven, the first place that we got in contact with is your hair. So if anything mm -hmm. is coming, it comes through your head before it, it you know, goes to all parts of your body. Yeah. So if God drops any information, 
the first person, just remember before this, all this smartphone came in. In those days, we always have all this phone with this big antenna. So for me, yes. here has always been a kind of antenna that mm. helps one to connect with the spiritual realm. So these are mm. some of the narratives about my work and what my work is all about. But basically, I paint, what I paint, I want a painting that reflects me. I want a painting yeah. that reflects who I represent, mm. what I want people to say about me. Beautiful. Like I, I, I have like I said, I, 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 I grew when I was starting up as an artist. I, I grew up looking at your works. I saw, I basically saw your works evolved when you were painting solace, indulgence, yeah, like children, children, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. and semi-nude women. Mm -hmm, I said, mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. some were nude, some were like partly covered with white cloth. Mm -hmm. And I saw them evolved. And there was a part where I started seeing Triber Max. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know how Triber Max be treated in, like, people with Triber Max, I don't know how they were treated in the past. Or oh, I'm a Gen Z guy. Mm -hmm. But in this generation, we see people as, people with, with Triber Max, we see them as, don't go near them, or can't you see his face? Like, I attended a big school, fine school, nice private school that had a lot of students come in. And there was this guy, we used to call him Wally. Yeah. So there was this guy, Wally, I don't want to mention his full name. So Wally had this one, two, three, like it was really huge. And I don't know if he's into arts now, but was then it was was fully like we used to draw together we used to we used to mold get clay then he could do and a lot of people ran away from this guy because he had a tribal mark and you 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 infuse it in your work in a beautiful manner like it's a tattoo like like it's so beautifully painted now i'm i know I know, I know you are technically your technical progress is very high, but but how 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 are you? What 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 notion do you tend to like? Do you want do you pass through those paintings? Like what are you? What do you want to see with with Trevor Max beautifully painted on the faces of the camera models? Oh, thank you. Um... Uh, before the the contact of uh, the black or the white or the Europeans, yeah. we blacks as our ways, our culture, our originality. Mm. Even we have probably one of the way of keeping our skin because our skin in Africa don't even get cracked. You have this natural ointment like adiago, cocoa butter. Yes. These are some of the things our forefathers, our mothers are using you know, to prevent their skin from cracking. And when you look or you go further, you talk about the issue of identity. In Yoruba, Yoruba is a very big race where you have a lot of people in Yoruba community. Yes. You have the Ondo, you have the uh, Abeokuta, you have all kind yes. of, you know, Different tribes, tribes and in, tradition. in tradition in Yoruba. And one of the best ways that these people differentiate themselves from each other is one of them is through 
the idea of tribal marks, mm. which play a very significant in their culture and the issue of identity. So mm. for me, I think you know, with this uh, with this Western way of doing things, a lot of all these uh, cultural vibe has been, you know, one way or the other. We, because we we started, we left what we are doing. Yeah. And we want to start embracing some of this European way of doing things. So some of this uh, our culture are beginning to lose. So for me as an artist, I said to myself. I'm from Africa. Yeah. Some of my my grandmother has a tribal mark, though my grandfather only has probably one. So mm. I said to myself, this is who we are in Africa. This is what we represent. Mm. We cannot just allow, because some of this generation, let me say generation now, like some of these kids that are born in probably 90s, they, 2000 to this day, most yeah. of them don't have tribal mark. And if probably you get married and your wife just goes out and puts a mark on your baby, and you know, the whole thing will be like, oh, what are yes, you doing? Yes, you want to so yes. these are some of the things that are that is love forgotten in our society now. So for mm -hmm. me as an artist, I'm trying to advocate that this thing is not a bad thing. It's just mm -hmm. a kind of issue of identity to recognize and understand who we are. Mm -hmm. Um um I I there's one word I like to use. There's one word I like to use. I call it preservation. And, and as an artist, how do you want how do you want to preserve your stories? When I mean your stories, how you collectively build, you said from you get models that you relate to, the tribal marks, the tradition, and you mentioned one strong word the identity. Bringing it together, how do you? When 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 I mean preserve, like how do you how do you want to preserve those stories, like for generations to come? Uh, uh, I think the best way. Uh, I think I could preserve some of these yeah. stories is to actually put them on canvas mm. because uh, some of these stories, some of this painting, will even last longer. Even when I'm gone, they will still yeah. be there. Yeah. There will still be a kind of reference. So yes. I think one of the best ways is by telling my stories on the canvas mm. in a better way. Yeah, that's, there's no better answer than that. Yes, and recently you painted the queen. Okay. You painted the queen. And it was such a beauty. Like, like when I saw it, I screamed. I'm like, wow. Like, he painted the queen. And so sad. Very sad. I think a few months or a few months she died. <laughs> yeah. But how was it? Painting the queen. Like, how, how did he just pull through? How did he call you? And just take us through. Okay. Well, uh, uh, for someone like me, uh, let me see. I'm a very shy guy. Like what I tell myself, like I normally say that I don't want to be known. I don't want to be popular. Yeah. Because immediately you are popular, <laughs> you know, your life is taken away from you. You can't live a normal life that every normal person is living. So you have to be very careful. Basically, you celebrate. Yeah. So yeah. when you, so I, I'm always trying to avoid anything that puts yeah. me 
out there like people say, ah, this is this guy. So for me, I think what one of the things that really led to the me painting the queen was, you know, uh, there's this Tatler uh, magazine in London. Mm. Uh, so it was time for them to celebrate the platinum jubilee of the queen. Mm. And they were actually looking for a black artist to paint. And me, JJ, JJ, I was just, <laughs> yeah, in the bottom, doing my yes. own, my own thing innocently without even <laughs> paying anybody to put me there. I was just there. So uh, they contact my gallery in London and they said, we are looking at some artists and my name is there, other people is there. And they went back to have a meeting with the other. And they spoke to my guy that, you know, because it was during that time that some of my works went to the secondary market, mm. which is the auction that looked very well. And a lot of people, a lot of attention was on me, a lot of attention was from mm. even on Nigerian artists as well. So the recognition, you know, like, oh, where is this guy from? From Nigeria? From Ibadan. So they came back to me and said, ah, Omar Femi, you have been chosen to paint if I was just like painting the queen. Can you go see me? <laughs> you know, so I went like, back and I was just like, ah, painting the queen. So for me, everything still looks normal yeah. to me. I never thought it was something bigger. But people that heard about the whole thing was just like, ah, you want to paint the queen? I said, hey, it's normal for me to paint the queen. Now, is there anything? Is there anything? <laughs> they said, ah, you don't know who you are painting. This will change your life. This will change your yeah. history. This this will change your generation. I said, nothing big now. Just for me to paint the queen and just give them this thing. So. So I went, we discussed with my gallery and they, we discussed about the project. They asked me to go and think and come up with a kind of idea and which of the queen's picture, because the queen was here then, so we could not even have access to her and take mm -hmm. some pictures. So we had to like go to the internet and look for pictures. So for me, I was actually looking at the picture. I want a picture that captures the essence of the queen, which, you know, for me, I've always seen the queen as someone who has conquered life who had more than what life can offer. The queen has everything that she needs. And she's mm -hmm. the longest reigning monarch in the history of the United Kingdom. So she has everything. So I was looking for a picture that can actually capture that, that can actually capture all these stories that I have in mind. Mm -hmm. So I came up with that picture when she was when she was young. So when this whole idea came, the first person I went to was to go and meet my grandfather and ask my grandfather, Queen Baba, they asked me to paint mm -hmm. queen. What do you know about the queen? And my grandfather is like 100 years now, 98 wow. to 100 years. So he was the first person I went to. I had a discussion with him about the queen's project. And I said, Baba, what do you know about the queen? I said, eh, Baba, Baba, is, Baba has grown old now. So he, he could not actually give me you know, the, detail. the details that I needed. Yeah. So he said, eh, the queen, he came to your, your state. He came, he passed through Queen Cinema. I said, street very close to our place in Dubai. That is named Queen Elizabeth Road. So my grandfather saw the queen while she was passing. So he said that, so the next thing I did was to go online, start looking at videos of the queens, you know, getting video and just get, get a lot of the pictures. Source, yeah. So source for some of these pictures. So I went online and picked, I printed like hundreds of the queen's pictures. I pasted some all over my street. I was just looking at it that this woman, I'm going to paint you. This one, I'm going to paint you. No matter what, I've never met you. I'm going to yeah. paint you. So, and I prayed to God. I said, God, just give me, help me. And I know this will affect me. It will affect my country. It will affect my generation. Just help me. I know I can't do this alone, but you. And I prayed to God and, you know, 
So what I did was to, when I got home, I told my wife about the whole thing that ah, they want me to paint the queen, but my wife could not really, you know, reason along like yes. the way I want, but she was just like, I felt your queen getting from So what I did was to exclude myself for like six weeks, the separate room, I was sleeping alone. So I had to like print hundreds of these queen's pictures. I was sleeping with the picture because at the point I want mm. the queen to appear to me in the real life. So if I'm eating, I'm Imagine the Imagine queen in yourself. front of me. Yeah. So if I'm anything I'm doing during that time was just like the queen is just in front of me. At the point I was eating queen, I was drinking queen, I was doing everything queen. So I slept in a separate room for like six weeks when I started the project. Mm -hmm. So I started the whole thing and you know, there was a time that I even slept in the studio. So at the point, you know, because I discovered that while I was painting that, I was actually painting my emotions during mm -hmm. that time. You know, so after the whole thing, I just felt that the painting is okay for me because at the end I was I saw that I was able to paint my truth, which I'm very honest to. I said mm -hmm. it is over, and that was when I put I paint my signature, mm -hmm. and that was it. So I painted it, and the whole thing left. Yeah. So they took the painting, you know, to London. We had a show in Sotheby's and stuff like that. At the point, I was also invited uh, to Buckingham Palace by King Charles. Wow. So wow. I met, yeah, I met with King Charles. You know, he asked me about the thought process. How did I start it? Wow. I gave wow. him and he said, well, this is incredible that I would love to see more of the work. And we sure can. And that was how the whole thing. So when I came back, a lot of people were still saying, this thing is not normal. I said, oh, no, ma, say. This is not normal. I said, oh, no, ma. I said, this is normal for me to go to Buckingham. And they were telling me that. They've been in UK for yeah. the past 30 years, 40 years. They've never even had the access to enter Buckingham Palace. And me from interior part of Ibadan, Nigeria, <laughs> now I'm going and meet King Charles. I said, everything is normal. They said, Stop saying it's normal. This is not normal. That we've been doing that. So, but glory be to God for everything. Glory yes, be to God yes. for what God has been doing in my life. And glory be to God for what God is doing in Nigerian yeah. art. So I'm happy that, you know, because the narrative has changed completely. Yes. In those days, you have to attain certain needs before certain things can be achieved in your life. But now the whole thing is scattered. Yes. So anything, you, everything is possible. Now a young guy can just come up and say, I want this. And it's achievable. Yes. And I remember when I started, I said, God, if I want a painting to be able to buy me a car. Hmm. And, you know, God answered the prayer. A painting can actually buy me a car. And I said, that at the point, I also challenged God to say, God, this thing I also want more. I want. I don't want. Honestly, I want more. I said, "What do you want?" I said, "I want the painting to be able to buy me a house." And everything is possible. Everything mm. is yes, possible. So, is. so that is just it. It is. And and you you breaking into the secondary markets is is, is such a good thing because yeah. we are at an age where technical prowess is not really the thing. And and a lot of a lot of a lot of um, contemporary paintings mm -hmm. are coming in. So how how is how is how is how are you uh, like how did you feel breaking into the secondary market with a technical well well painted image? Well, uh, I'm happy that uh, this kind of thing is happening in our time. Mm -hmm. Because uh, some of the things that has really evolved around me, as not really for me, mm -hmm. but has given a lot of people hope. 
Yeah. A lot of people have lost hope, you know. Yeah. Sad getting the hope back now. Mm. So a lot of people believe that they could not even survive with that. Mm. They have started doing well now. Mm. So having things like this happening, God is just using me. It's not only for me, but it's just for other people in Nigeria. And in those days, uh, I believe technically we have the best artists in Nigeria. Mm. And, you know, I think we are long overdue when it comes to art generally, because Ghana is taking over, other parties taking over. But with, with, with this auction of a thing, with this queen of a thing, a lot of art, a lot of collector are looking more now into Nigeria. So in those days, nobody's, you know, you can't just wake up and say, I want to sell my work for $1,000. Who born you? They ask you now, <laughs> when did you start yeah, art now? Yeah, yeah. We that we've been painting before your father was born, your mother or something. <laughs> How do you do it? But yeah. now a young guy can just stand up now and say, I want to sell my painting because the whole thing is out there now. Yes. So you have everything in your mind to write there your stories. Now. So you can write your yeah. story that this is what I want. And everything now is very achievable. Mm. Anything you just, once you can just think it, you can achieve it. So everything sense. is, so the door is open for everybody to come in yeah. and get whatever they want. Like, like, my, like my grandpa says, he says, it's one word. Like it's, it's, the translation is, if you pour water on the floor, you step on a wet yeah. surface. So, and it's something I've stuck with all my life, all my life. So you, you've made the, you've made, you've gone through that hard process, that labor, and 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 you are, you've been able to triumph. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm Thank really, you. really happy. And yes, we are going to call. We are going to continue our discussion. Yeah. So yeah.